0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it my calculations are correct when this baby hits 88 miles per hour you're gonna see some serious you're listening to the 30 something movie podcast one movie each week 30 years in the making that's right you're listening to the 30 something movie podcast i am your host john reed I am flying solo this time around. I'm uh, recording this quick episode. I don't know how quick it'll be, but we'll we'll see. Uh, quick episode because we've got, it's, it's December, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we are, if you, you listen to the show before, we are all teachers, so this tends to be a fairly busy time of year with all kinds of stuff going on, you know, Pat is our band director. And so there's all kinds of winter concerts and, and just all kinds of other crazy things going on. Um, and so just in case we, we didn't have time to get together and record, uh, some of our other episodes that we wanted to get to for December. Uh, I'm recording this one real quick. Cause this is something that I was running through my head a few days ago and, and just wanted to get out there. And, and then just in case, you know, we end up not being able to do one of our other, uh, 1987 movies, then, uh, we'll have this one that we can, we can throw in there and, and, uh, Keep going and make sure that we've got an episode for you each week. Um, We may be taking a short break uh, over the winter holiday. So as it gets close to Christmas time, we may be doing that just with Christmas and the new year. Um, That makes it a a fairly tough time to get together and record, even to do it remotely from our our different locations. But we're going to maybe take a little break there. But just to give you a heads up with that, we are going to be having uh, very soon our Star Wars The Last Jedi show. So I just saw it last night. Uh, so I, I don't want to say you know too much about it right now. I, I might mention a little bit of it later on in uh, what I'm doing for this particular episode, but I want to save most of that for when we actually have our Star Wars Last Jedi show where we, you know, as many of our co-hosts get together uh, as we can and then we'll sit down and we'll, we'll talk through that one. So I got to give the other guys time to, to be able to see it first and, and uh, they already, as soon as everybody saw me coming at work this morning, I people, you know, I, I, Dennis uh, who is on our show on occasion and, and Jeff and, and Pat, as soon as they saw me coming, they just kind of looked at me, they're like, no, 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 turn around, go away, don't say a thing, don't talk to me, don't say anything. Uh, which that's, that's, that's fine. I get it. I get it. Um, but, uh, I, I am not one that, that unless somebody asks me to, I'm, I'm not one to share spoilers. And I think particularly given some of the things that happen in this movie, I, I don't think I'd share them anyway. I, I would want someone to be surprised when they go. So my own kids were asking me this morning, um, because just my wife and I went to go see it. So my son is like, what, what happened? No, no, wait. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Would just tell me just tell me something that happened. no no, 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 I'm not telling you anything. There are surprises in this movie, and I want you to be just as surprised as I was, so not sharing that stuff. so anyway, this episode, what I wanted to do was I wanted to kind of just sit down we We originally talked about maybe having a show at the end of the year where we talk about some of our favorites from nineteen eighty seven and maybe just kind of like a year in review type show. So I'm not sure that we're going to have an opportunity to do that as a whole group. If the other guys listen to this episode and want to do that, uh, I might have I may have them just record individually and, and they can send that in and we'll post those up as, as little mini episodes uh, here on the podcast feed, but... I'm going to do mine right now, and uh, if, if anybody else wants to do that, they're free to. If, if you, as a listener, want to call into our voicemail line and share some of yours as well, you totally can do that. Our number is 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. What I'm going to do this episode is I'm going to go through uh, kind of a top 10 list for two different things. Top 10 for 2017, because obviously that's the year that we're in right now, unless you're listening to this. Beyond 2017, if you're finding the show later on. And then uh, for the year of 2017, we have been going through 1987 movies because that's the premise of our show. Uh, We are the 30-something movie podcast, so it's always movies that are hitting their 30th anniversary. So I'm going to do my top 10 of 1987 and my top 10 of 2017. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with my top 10 of 2017. Start with that one first and say these are the top 10 movies uh, from this year and I'm mostly basing this on just kind of my enjoyment. I'm, I'm not necessarily basing this on whether or not it was an absolutely excellent, you know, high quality movie. These are just the ones that when I went to the theater, it was there was something about it that was memorable. Um, there was something about it that just was enjoyable. So these are the movies that I had the most fun with this year in 2017. And I will freely admit, there are plenty of movies that I have wanted to see that are not on this list, um, several that, that are definitely not included, but I, I still would love to see them, and I'll mention some of those uh, later as well. No, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll mention some right now. Um, the Shape of Water. I keep seeing previews uh, or or you know uh, trailers for The Shape of Water, and that one looks really interesting to me. So I... Um, it seems like a very different kind of movie, and, and I'm curious to go see it, so I definitely want to go see that one. And as of the time that I'm recording this, I still have not seen The Disaster Artist, so I really want to go see The Disaster Artist and, and take that one in. Did not get a chance to see Blade Runner 2049. I would love to see that one as well, uh, and I'm trying to think if there were any others that I missed from this year that I really wanted to see. There were a couple here and there. Um, oh, Get Out. That was another one from the beginning of this year. Did not get a chance. I, I actually even rented Get Out at one point, but just for some reason or another did not have a chance to watch it. So that's another one that I, I definitely want to take a look at. So here's my top 10 of 2017, and these are in a particular order. I, I actually went through and I, I tried to rank these as best I could in a particular order. Uh, so for the top 10 of 2017, number 10, I had Dunkirk. Uh, I had the chance to go see Dunkirk in the theater and uh, really enjoyed it. It was a really great movie. Just the, the visuals, the the way it played with time, uh, and then just the tension that that wrought. Um, the way it played with time and just the, the tension that that wrought and, and, and just... Yeah, it was just a really, really fun movie. Um, you know, not necessarily fun topic, but a fun movie to watch and, and that's definitely one that I know I wanna have to I'm gonna have to go back and watch again because the whole timeline piece of it, um I had a little bit of a hard time wrapping my head around that. It doesn't mean I didn't like it, but just had a little bit of a, a hard time wrapping my head around it and, and really seeing how certain parts played into other parts of the movie and, and how all that timing worked. So, so Dunkirk is my number 10. Number nine, Guardians of the Galaxy volume two. I just started watching this the other day with my kids because they had not seen it yet. My son had, but my daughter had not seen it yet. So we started watching it now that it's on Netflix and, um, that one, you know, definitely it's, it's up there as being one of the funniest, uh, Marvel movies this year. Um, in fact, I think on my list here, and this is a spoiler for the list ahead I believe that is the only Marvel movie uh, that made this list. Yes, it is. Uh, there, there are a couple of other comic book movies, but that's the only Marvel Studios movie that made this list was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Funny movie. Uh, you know, d- did I like it as much as Guardians 1? I don't think so. I keep going back and forth on that. I I think guardians one just did a great job. It just knocked it out of the park with, with what that movie could be and what it ended up being. Um, I will say guardians two, it didn't do the only reason why it, it doesn't go above guardians one for me is I don't know that I feel like they did anything new with guardians two. Um, same type of humor as guardians one, you know, still very funny. Um, got to, you know, enjoyed seeing the characters progress and, and all that, but you know, it it doesn't, it didn't feel like anything new was done with it. And, and so, you know, that's the only reason I, I still, you know, consider that one to be just a little bit below guardians one number eight on my list was beauty and the beast. So I, this may seem strange, like you're listing off a whole bunch of action movies and things like that. I actually really enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. We took our whole family to go see it, and it was one of those that I remember watching, you know, with my family, with my my sister and my brother, I remember watching the original cartoon, uh, and, you know, I remember knowing all the songs, and it you just one of those Disney movies. It's like Little Mermaid, and, and um, you know, some of the, the kind of early 90s, well, most of the 90s, Disney movies, Lion King, Little Mermaid, that type of stuff. They're just iconic Disney films, and so... When this one came out, I was curious to see what they were going to do with it and, and how well it was going to come across with all the live action stuff. I thought they did a great job. Uh, you know, we the whole family had a lot of fun watching the movie. And if I compare the two, uh, I think maybe I would give, uh, you know, I, I might be, and, and maybe this is me, me as an adult, but I might be more ready to re watch the live action. Beauty and the Beast than I am the cartoon Beauty and the Beast at this point. But I just really liked it. Um, some of the additional songs that they added in I thought were great. Um, Dan, St- I think Dan Stevens is the name of the guy that does the Beast, that actor. Uh, just thought he did a great job, enjoyed uh, you know, the one song that he sang in it. Um, I think that that one was original for the movie, might have been. Yeah, didn't do my research on that one, but I'm, I'm thinking that one was either original for the movie or uh, it was part of the stage play. Uh, not definitely not in the original beauty and the beast cartoon, uh, number seven. So I think Pat, uh, Pat might disagree with me on this one, but, uh, I have number seven as Logan and I know Logan is going to be a lot higher on his list if he decides to do one of these, but yeah, Logan is number seven for me because it was a great movie and and that's what I want to kind of preface with this top 10 list. And that's why it's, it's a struggle to do these top 10 lists sometimes is, these, it, it, was, it was a bit of a task for me to put down this top 10 list and really put them in an order based on how much I enjoyed them because um, Logan was an outstanding movie. Loved it. I mean, it was one of the first you know, big movies we got this year. It started the year off of this amazing year of, of 2017 movies. And, and I, I love that movie. It was a great movie. The ones that are higher on this list for me... Maybe they're hired just because I might have. There's something about them that maybe I enjoyed a little bit more. Or I I did say this at the time, Logan being such an intense movie, it is very intense movie. um, I did say that I don't know that Logan feels like a movie that I would go back and rewatch again, or at least rewatch again anytime soon. That I may, a few years from now, I may decide to go back and rewatch Logan again. But it's one of those movies, and, and this happens, you know, not very often for me, but it's one of those movies where I watch it and I sit down and I go, "Wow, that was amazing." I'm good, you know i i saw I saw the end of uh, Logan's story. I'm good. I am. I, I feel satisfied by it. I feel, you know, that that it's wrapped up and and you know I've got everything that I need from the story of Logan and just the intensity of the movie too. I, I think it was just one that I said, you know what, I'm I'm good. Other movies in this list maybe a little bit higher because I just had more. It was maybe more fun. Um, I, I kind of struggled struggled to see or how I was going to say this and say that, you know, because Logan was a fun movie to go see. I don't know that I'd say it's a fun movie. Uh, it was great and it was very entertaining, but. You know, it, it's uh, some of the other movies on, the, on that are a little bit higher on this list, um, maybe because I, I might have more fun watching them, and are definitely ones that I might you know want to see more often or see again sooner. Uh, so, number six on my list is Baby Driver. Um, you really thought that was a really fun movie. I mean, I like the idea. It's it's very similar to a Guardians of the Galaxy where the soundtrack is is really driving the movie and literally driving the movie in this case. Um but just I like the whole idea of the getaway driver and and uh needing the music uh to kind of get him in the zone but also needing the music to help him kind of concentrate and focus because of of uh of an actual physical impairment that he has. Uh, just that was a really fun movie, and uh, had a lot of fun actors in it. Uh, you know, John Hamm, I always like John Hamm in movies. And and uh, on a on a side note, saw the other day that I don't know if he is trying to push for it or or someone is pushing his name on his behalf. Um, that if Ben Affleck decides to leave the role of Batman, that after Flashpoint, John Hamm would like to play Batman. I'd be totally fine with that you know, I was totally fine with the idea of him possibly playing an older Superman um, back years ago when they were talking about that but uh you know if if he wants to if he wants to take over as bruce Wayne batman i I would be absolutely totally fine with that I think he'd be really good at it Jamie Foxx in this movie too Kevin Spacey you know just tons of really great people in this movie uh, number five is atomic blonde now atomic blonde is and, uh, you know, part of it, part of it might just be Charlize Theron. I'm just going to throw that out there and say part of it might just be her. Uh, but the atomic blonde, almost the same intensity as Logan, like a very intense movie, very brutal fight scenes. Uh, part of the reason that I might rank that one a little bit higher is, is also the eighties nostalgia. It, the soundtrack is eighties. It takes place in the eighties. Um, the color palette i just thought was very interesting you know the the you know, a lot of kind of the, the neon colors of the 80s and um you know and, and just the whole spy spy story of it it just it was it was a lot of fun to watch i remember going to see that one at the theater and just having a lot of fun watching that and that's another one that i feel like even though it was very intense just like logan was that one i might go back and rewatch um a little sooner than i would logan um, I might have just had a little bit more fun uh, watching Atomic Blonde than Logan. That doesn't necessarily mean that Atomic Blonde is a better quality movie than Logan. Um, again, like I said, these are just the, the ones that I am ranking as having the most fun watching. Number four on my list is War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I love these new Planet of the Apes movies. I remember watching the old Planet of the Apes with my dad and uh, you know, loving all those, even the really bad ones and i've really enjoyed to see what they've done with the story of planet of the apes with these with these three movies this trilogy that they've done and and this one i thought was just a great great fitting end to the uh, apes trilogy so and it's another thing where they wrapped it up in such a way that i'm good i i don't need any more planet of the apes movies if they want to come out with more that's totally fine but uh, they wrapped it up in such a way that that i can sit there and say I'm good. I've got three outstanding Planet of the Apes movies, uh, that if I want to sit down and watch anytime soon, uh, it's, it's maybe a little bit of the same way that I felt with Lord of the Rings is that I, I enjoyed the Hobbit movies. I didn't need them, but I enjoyed them. Um, but if you had just told me, you know, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King, that's it. I would have been totally fine with that. Wrap up the story. Good to go. Um, same thing with War for the Planet of the Apes. Just the, and the fact that Andy Serkis and the people that do all of the work uh, with the CGI just to make Caesar and the others look so realistic. If they, I mean, I've, if they haven't already, I haven't looked lately, and I, I don't remember paying attention to it much last year. If they haven't already created a category for CGI acting, for motion capture acting, and things like that, they need to, and they just need to name it the Andy Serkis Award. Uh, because he is just outstanding and every time I watch those movies I I always I have to consciously remind myself that that's not a real ape and that that it's not you know that that's not an ape actor who is is doing all that Um, just they just do an outstanding job with it and thought it was a great story and and uh, Woody Harrelson is is just crazy and, and good in that movie too and I uh, just thought it was a really great ending to the whole series. All right, so down to the top three for 2017. Number three. Now, my next couple of picks are probably going to maybe cause a little bit of argument and controversy, but I've said this before, and, and this is a absolutely a totally biased list. This is my my opinion here. Um, number three is Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, awesome movie. Probably, you know, in terms of quality overall, probably the best DC movie they've had up to this point. Now, I've said before that if I am ranking the DC movies, I'm still going to put Man of Steel first, because Superman, Superman is my character. I love the Superman character and the Superman stories um, and the mythos, so he's always going to come first for me, but Wonder Woman, outstanding story, uh, just... For all those people who spent all their time saying, "Oh, Gal Gadot, she's not Wonder Woman. She doesn't look anything like like, like Wonder Woman. She's too small. She's not, you know, she, it just it, it's not going to work." You're all wrong. Okay, you just you're you're plain wrong. And I will just say, you know, let's go back to my earlier comment about uh, the reason why I can watch just about any movie with Charlize Theron in it. Gal Gadot, whatever movie you want to put her in, I will go watch that movie as well. OK, um, so, you know, and then just the just the way that she is able to play both this ridiculously powerful warrior and yet somebody who is just so innocent to the ways of this world um, is just outstanding. Just, you know, that she she gets that very innocent look on her face and you both want to cheer for her and protect her at the same time. Not that she needs any protecting at all. Um But uh, yeah, I just thought she did an outstanding job with that. Now, number two, and this is where it's going to cause a little controversy and maybe some argument here, is uh, number two I'm going to put is Justice League. And the reason I'm putting Justice League as number two for this year is because it brought together all of my favorite characters and I got to see them all on screen at once. And, um, you know, same as with Batman, Superman, Batman versus Superman that had my favorite characters on the screen all at once. I've gotten to the point where I can watch the movie and I can be entertained by it, but I know that it's not a great movie. uh It has a lot of problems with it so Justice League it brought my characters together uh, It gave me the Justice League that I've been you know waiting to see, and it was a step in the right direction. For DC, if you listen to our Justice League episode that we did, it's a step in the right direction. Um, this is this is the first step to what I think uh, DC needs to do to kind of fix its image with moviegoers. And uh, just I love the character of Superman in it. Loved the camaraderie that it brought together with all the different characters. So it's, Justice League is definitely my number two for this year. My number one, and it's not just because I saw it last night, Uh, I even preemptively put this as my number one uh, on this list before I even saw it, because I knew this was going to be my number one movie of the year, and after seeing it last night, I have no qualms putting this one as number one, it stays my number one movie of the year, it will be my number one movie of the year, it is Star Wars The Last Jedi, I am still riding the high of watching this movie, and it is, it did some things that I did not expect it to do, Uh, It did some things that definitely move the story forward uh, and and make way for a future Star Wars that both pays respect to what's come before, but is also a new thing. So, uh, just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I went with my wife last night. It was a packed theater. I love going to movies like that on the opening night because I know people are going to cheer. I know that people are going to react, you know, when... R two D two comes on the screen for the first time in a movie. People cheer, and and when you see the Millennium Falcon, people start cheering, and you know when a when a hero does something and 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 you know stands up against the bad guy, everybody starts cheering, and and uh, there's a there's a spot in the uh, closing credits where it has you know in in uh, loving memory of Carrie Fisher, and you know everybody's clapping for that part too, and and again I, I don't until we do our uh, our last Jedi show. I, I really don't want to say too much about the story cause it's still very fresh and, and, uh, I don't want to give anything away in case people haven't had a chance to see it yet, but it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And for a lifelong diehard star Wars fan, uh, I've already seen a few people say that they are lifelong diehard star Wars fans and they didn't like it. But for me as a lifelong diehard star Wars fan, who is happy to see star Wars in all of its forms, um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I I thought it clearly uh, paid a little bit of tribute back to the prequel movies, definitely to the original trilogy, and then even had some bits and pieces that really reminded me of the Clone Wars and the Rebels cartoons that I've been watching with my kids over the last few years. And so it just it it tied a lot of Star Wars together for me as a fan. I just really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to go back and see it again. If my kids didn't already have stuff going on with you know, um, uh, Christmas play practice this weekend and, and other things, other obligations we've got. I'm, I've, I've been looking at Fandango going, all right, when's the next time I can find t- tickets that I can go take my kids to go see it and, and go see it again myself? And, um, you know, it's it's one of those that if I had bought tickets back-to-back, I would have, you know, jumped from one theater to another and, and just gone to see it a couple of times in a row. Uh, just, just a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the direction that it, it seems like Star Wars is going, and I just can't wait to see you know, what's going to be happening over the next few years. So that is my top 10 for 2017. So let me jump quickly to my top 10 for 1987. And, uh, again, it, it took me a while. I had to go through uh, Jeff and the other guys kind of laughed at me a little bit, but, but then Jeff, you know, wanted a copy of the chart that I used, uh, went through a whole chart, uh, and, and a criteria for why I wanted to rank these, you know, in the order that I wanted to rank them. And, and, uh, So, uh, so I, it did take me a little while. I did put these together using my little, my trusty little chart. And, and, uh, so this is what I came up with my top 10 movies of 1987, which is the movies we've gone through this year. And every single one of these we did an episode on. So if you want to go back and listen to any of those, um, then I will. I can drop the the links to those episodes in the show notes, or you can just go find them by going to uh, iTunes or Google Play or any of the other places you get your podcasts and, and look for our past episodes from this year. Number ten, Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona's a funny movie. I, I like the Coen Brothers. Uh, you know, I like their Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Now, I will say that's probably the last movie of theirs that I think I've really enjoyed. Uh, but Raising Arizona is just hilarious. Just you know, I'm from the South, and I have a lot of family still in the South, and so there's just little bits and pieces there of of just kind of the attitudes and the um, the accent and the you know the other stuff in that movie. And, and um, John Goodman is just hilarious. He he's probably my favorite part of that whole movie, and just the ridiculous dialogue that you get from the Coen Brothers. But but it works so well because they're in almost like this fantasy world where that kind of dialogue works just fine, where you have even the simplest most Uneducated people that you might find are, are spouting Shakespearean style language, so I, it's just it's just really funny. So raising Arizona is my number ten for eighty-seven. Number nine, Predator. Uh, Predator might've been a little bit higher, but watching it this time around, there were a few things about the movie that bothered me. So usually I, Predator, I'm a huge action fan, um, huge fan of the Predator character, the aliens characters. Anytime those show up in the comic books and fight each other, I've read a lot of the Predator comics too. So a big fan of the, of the movie and the characters. Yeah. Something about it this time, it just, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't click with me as much as before. The music kind of bothered me watching it this time around. So it's still definitely in my top 10, but it's a little bit higher up on the list, uh, you know, this year as it might have been in the past. Number eight, Inner Space. I have always enjoyed this movie. Just the idea of the, like the whole miniaturization. It reminds me of like the ride at, at Disney World. And um, I just remember this being a funny movie. And I love this movie as a kid with Martin Short and Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. And and just remember having a lot of fun. Uh, watching it and, and and then imagining as a kid that every time I had like a little pain in my eye that there was some little pod roaming around inside my body. Uh, number seven, The Untouchables. The Untouchables, great movie. Uh, you know, my my mother-in-law was, was in the hospital for a little bit. Well, it was probably about two years ago now. Um, maybe about a year ago, two years ago, whenever it was. Um, and... It was uh, on the TV. She was flipping through the channels on the TV in her hospital room, and it happened to be the staircase scene in The Untouchables. And the moment that came on, I had not watched The Untouchables, you know, in years before that, but the moment that came on, I was like, oh, The Untouchables. That, I mean, that scene in particular, that just, well, all I can say is thus end of the lesson. Um, Great movie outstanding movie. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely up there. Now, this is where, so a great movie like The Untouchables, let's compare that to the rest of my list here. This is where this is a totally biased list, and it's all about nostalgia and what I find to be fun. Uh, again, not to say that the, any of these next movies are of the same caliber and quality as The Untouchables, but this is just my, if I was going to sit down and rewatch something, what would I rewatch more often? So the next one on my list, number six, is Masters of the Universe. On no other list in the world would you ever put Masters of the Universe uh, in front of the Untouchables unless it's something like, you know, you know, top ten movies that feature swords. Um, Masters Loved Masters of the Universe as a kid. Saw it in the theater. Was so excited at the end of that movie when Skeletor came up and said, I'll be back. And, and as a kid, I, j- I waited and waited for that sequel that never came. Um, but just just enjoyed that movie so much played he-man as a kid loved the he-man cartoon had all the toys so master of the universe to see a live action version of something that i loved as a kid it was the same thing with the ninja turtles uh, a few years later but uh, you know masters of the universe has always had a a very special place in my heart Um, and it will hold that special place eternally eternally that didn't work okay Uh, number five Number five is RoboCop. RoboCop, I have appreciated this movie more. The more I have seen it over the last few years, in my mind, that movie gets better and better. And I don't know if if it's because the current world and society starts to feel more and more like Detroit in RoboCop. Um, But I don't know. There's just something. Each time I've watched that movie, and and it's not a – you don't think of it as being like a very deep movie with a lot of deep meaning and all kinds of other things. But I remember watching it this time and thinking, you know what? That's pretty profound. Like, that's there's some stuff in there that I don't know that I really saw watching it the dozens of other times that I've watched it over the course of my life. But RoboCop, I just still love that movie. Um, you know, watched watch the remake that they did just a few years ago, and, and it was all right, but, you know, it, it definitely was not. It didn't have the same heart and soul as the 87 RoboCop. Uh, number four is Spaceballs. There's no way that Spaceballs couldn't occupy the the top half of this list, even when we started, when we were in 1985, or 1986 movies last year, a couple of years ago, we were talking about the movies we would do for this year, and Spaceballs comes up every time. Spaceballs will come up after 1987, after we've done this year of movies, and we just, you know, it just starts us off quoting everything about that movie, and that's what we were worried that our episode was going to turn into, was just a quote fest. Um, but yeah, Spaceballs, I don't know how much more I need to say about Spaceballs, but it is just, hilariously funny especially for somebody who's a sci-fi fan a Star Wars fan um and uh, so it it has to occupy a, a top spot on this list now the one where i know some of the guys would argue with me is evil dead too i am a huge fan of the evil dead movies i i love the evil dead movies i love army of darkness i love the ash versus evil dead tv show um you know went to go see Bruce Campbell in person um you know, a couple months ago, that, I didn't love so much, but that, that's a whole other story for a whole other time, Uh, but yeah, Evil Dead 2 is probably, um, I still have to decide if Evil Dead 2 is, is, do I like Evil Dead 2 more than I like Army of Darkness, and I'm not sure, so that one I gotta think about a little bit more, but um, Evil Dead 2, just hilarious, Uh, I saw that one in the theater for the first time when I was in college. They were doing like a a rewind film festival and I got to see that and Taxi Driver and and a couple of other movies that I uh, I think 2001 was in that list and uh, movies I'd never seen and just howling with laughter the whole time I saw that movie. Uh, and, And I think part of it helped was because I was sitting in a theater with people who had seen it before and they knew what was coming and they... You know, just their reactions fueled my reactions, and and that's one of the reasons I love to go see movies in the theater, especially when I know that the crowd is there because they want to be there and they they love this movie, and, and that's why I will always go to a Star Wars movie on its either opening night or opening weekend. So Evil Dead 2 is number three on my list. It will, you know, stay number three on my list. It is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, much less 1987. Again, the and these next few movies are still – I mean these are going to be favorite movies of all time and not just 1987 because 1987 was an outstanding year just like all the other years we've done so far. Um, but uh, so number two on my list and this is where this little – this handy-dandy little chart that I made really kind of surprised me a little bit. Number two, I kind of thought would show up as number one, but when I sat down and I ranked everything and I compared all these movies to each other, uh, I I brainstormed all these movies and then I compared them each to each other. And the movie that came out as number two, I thought was going to come out as number one, but it did not. I actually ranked another movie higher than, uh, than this one. Number two on my list is The Princess Bride. Now, I don't think I really need to say a whole lot about The Princess Bride other than it is outstanding. It is hilarious. It is full of action, fencing, fighting, true love. You know, I just, I'll list off that, that whole thing. Um, I remember watching this with my dad. You know, he would constantly uh, quote this movie. You know, he, he would, uh, you know, he, he sometimes he would just kind of, would be playing around with something and something. He'd go, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And so, you know, we'd, we'd play that stuff and just, I mean, and much like Spaceballs, this is infinitely quotable um, and just so funny. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. And, and you know, just an outstanding movie, um, great actors, outstanding movie. And, um, you know, and it's it one of those movies that you can show your kids. Like I have shown my kids that movie a few times and, and they love it too. And, and you know, it's it's those movies that you can share with other people in your life I think that they hold a a higher place, for me at least, in my movie watching because it's something I can share with the people around me and I can talk to them about it and and we can enjoy it together. Number one on my list. So this is where, you know, in terms of it being a good movie and a movie that I really enjoy, it doesn't surprise me. Um, But it did surprise me that it showed up a little bit ahead of Princess Bride. But I'm I'm not going to argue with it because it's still one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, maybe more so... Because of the passing of Robin Williams uh, just a few years ago, he was one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite comedians and uh, so that to me was kind of a big deal when he passed and uh, for me he's he's up there with you know some of my Celebrities, I don't like to hold celebrities up as as being any more special than a normal person, Um, but some of the big celebrities that have died recently that were, you know, kind of have, I have a special connection to either because grew up listening to a lot of their music or watching a lot of their movies and I just have a lot of memories uh, associated with them. Uh, Robin Williams and David Bowie have probably been the the two biggest ones lately and and Carrie Fisher this last year, Um, but uh, good morning, Vietnam. Is the number one on my list for 1987, and that's, you know, it's not. It has very serious moments, uh, very poignant moments, and but also ridiculously funny. I listened to that soundtrack way younger than I should have ever listened to that soundtrack, but just a collection of music. It it, it did with its music what I think Guardians of the Galaxy did so well, does so well, and and Baby Driver did so well is incorporating, making almost the soundtrack another character in the movie. Um, you know, it was almost like, it was almost like Robin Williams. I'd give the soundtrack of Good Morning Vietnam, a best supporting actor credit um, alongside Robin Williams in this one. But, you know, just, he is hilarious and this is the perfect movie for his style of comedy. Uh, and, and then just the fact that it's a comedy movie. I don't even know if I want to say it's a comedy movie, but it's his style of comedy dealing with such weighty topics. And, you know, even as, and I probably saw this movie younger than I should have too. I, I didn't want to say it was maybe like 11 or 12 when I first saw it. Um, but just great movie. And, and even as a younger kid, I remember thinking, wow, this is like, this is some serious stuff. Like these guys are going off to die and, uh, you know, and, and are they dying for the right reasons? And, and, you know, just his, his struggle to keep up spirits, but also, you know, speak the truth to what's happening. And, and uh, you know, I, I always kind of credit the idea of Superman and Clark Kent, uh, Clark Kent working for a newspaper. My original, before I became a teacher, what I wanted to do was go work, uh, write for a newspaper. And, you know, the whole idea of the truth and justice and all that, I usually credit that to Clark Kent. I've thought it about a little bit more since then. And I also think that one other influence would be how he, how Robin Williams, how Adrian Cronauer in this movie handles, um, knowing the truth, but not being able to not being, being told he's not allowed to, to speak the truth. Um, so I, I think that's probably got to be up there too, with one of the reasons why that was an appealing career for me when I was first thinking of, of what I wanted to do when I get out of college. So, uh, good morning, Vietnam. It's, it's, it is my favorite movie of 1987 um so so that is my, those are my top 10 lists, my top 10 of 2017, my top 10 of 1987. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from our other hosts. I'll, I'll let them know that they can feel free to call into the love line or they can record their own little episode and I'll, I'll uh, post it up here too. But uh, I would love to hear from you if what were your movies, your favorite movies of this year, 2017, what are your favorite movies of 1987? Uh, we'll, we'll keep it to that one. You don't have to do a top 10 if you want to just give three, four five, uh, whatever, but feel free, what, whatever you want to do. I think the love line, I know some of the guys have called in before, I want to say it might cut you off at about a minute and a half, two minutes, something like that. It's, uh, it's done through Google Voice, so if there's a time limit to that, I, I don't know that I've seen that there's a time limit, but it sounds like some of them have called in and, and it might have gotten cut off after a, a couple minutes or so. Um, but uh, you know, please feel free to call as many times as you want or send us an email, tweet us, uh, whatever you want to do but I will post this question up on Twitter as well. And and we'll get some of your feedback and and hopefully be able to feature that in one of our later shows. If you haven't before, um, you know, it's, it's winter time. It's the holiday season. Uh, if you, if you want to get us a gift, then, uh, if you appreciate what you've been hearing, you want to get us a gift. Uh, the greatest gift for us would be, we have a Patreon page, but that's not what I'm going to ask for. Um, the greatest gift for us would be that you, uh, you, you share, um, our tweets on Twitter, and go give us a review. If you haven't reviewed the show yet, if you if you wouldn't mind, take thirty seconds, sixty seconds out of your time. Uh, if you're if you're enjoying the show, you know it's just a, it's an easy, free way uh, for you to just show your enjoyment of the show and, and to help us improve the show too. If there's you know stuff that you, um, if you're saying, hey, you know, I, I really wish the guys would do this, or I love this, and I wish they'd do more of it. And, um, we'd love to hear from you. Honestly, we, we would really love to hear from you and hear what it is that you're enjoying about the show or what else you'd like to see in the show that we're not currently doing. So if you don't mind, uh, we, we kind of deal primarily through iTunes, but we are also on Google play and we're on a lot of the other, uh, podcatchers as well. Uh, stature, uh, stature, stitchel, and set. Sa- oh, good grief. Satchel and stitcher. Okay, there we go. That's why, okay, forget it. Podcast over. I am not allowed to speak ever again. Um, But uh, we are on all those different podcatchers. So we would love it if you could give us a review on iTunes. Um, And in the meantime, uh, you can find us at 30podcast.com. You can call the voicemail line if you'd like to, 872-356-6843. That's 872-356-6843 and leave us a message. Um, But you can also email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. These are all three zero and the word podcast. We're on Twitter at 30podcast. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. So in the meantime... Um, thank you so much for joining me and uh, thank you if if this ends up being one of our last episodes of 2017 and 1987. Thank you so much for joining us for this year. Uh, We've got some exciting things in store, a bit of a format change uh, next year that's going to be coming. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, But uh, we are looking forward to our 1988 movies and hope that you will join us then. And if you've got other friends that you know that love the 80s just like we do, please invite them along on this ride and then we will see you next time. So in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you next time. lucky ticket home, baby. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them wagon rolling, roll hard. Yeah, that's right. The final Adrian Cronauer broadcast. And this one is brought to you by our friends at the Pentagon. Remember the people who brought you Korea. That's right, the U.S. Army. If it's being done correctly here or abroad, it's probably not being done by the Army. I heard that. <laughs> oh, you're here. Good to see you. I'm here to make sure you don't say anything controversial. Speaking of things... controversial.